0: Apollo 13 is a 1995 American space docudrama film directed by Ron Howard, starring Tom Hanks, Kevin Bacon, Bill Paxton, Ed Harris, and Gary Sinise. It dramatizes the aborted 1970 Apollo 13 lunar mission and is an adaption of the 1994 book Lost Moon, The Perilous Voyage of Apollo 13 written by astronaut Jim Lovell and Jeffrey Kluger, Uh, The film depicts astronauts Lovell, Jack Swigert, and Fred Hayes aboard Apollo 13 for America's fifth crewed mission to the moon, which was intended to be the third to land. En route, an onboard explosion in the oxygen tanks deprives the spacecraft of its oxygen supply and electrical power, which forces NASA's flight controllers to abort the moon landing and turns the mission into, into one of seeking scientific and mechanical solutions to get the three men home safely. Uh, director Ron Howard went to great lengths to re- recreate a technically accurate movie, employing NASA's assistance in astronaut and flight controller training for his cast and obtaining permission to shoot films aboard a reduced-gravity aircraft, for a realistic depiction of weightlessness experienced by the astronauts in space. It uh, received critical acclaim, nominated for nine Academy Awards, including Best Picture. It won for Best Film Editing and Best Sound. Uh, also won some Screen Actors Guild Awards, uh, as well as two British Film Awards. It grossed over $355 million during its theatrical release.
1: Any good, Brett? Any good?
2: Uh, You said Ron Howard um, tried to make it as realistic as possible. Does that mean
1: um, he faked it, just like the moon landing?
0: Yeah, I mean, everyone knows the moon landing was completely faked. We've never been in space. And, Mm. I mean, how are you going to get through the dome?
2: It'd be impossible to get
1: through all those LCD screens. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a work of fiction, isn't it? Uh, it's just sponsored by the government to protect the, the big corporations. Um, the elite. F- the elites, um, the Bush family and the Ballardins in conjunction with the Koch brothers um, mm. making billions of dollars, mm. keeping us trapped within the dome.
2: Because mm, they killed Kennedy.
1: He, well, he was going to let the cat out of the bag.
2: That's right. We, the Russians yeah, made uh, it. Uh, it, it. Yeah. Apollo 13, I get back on track, away from conspiracy theories. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Hmm. Um, you said this was 94, 95?
1: Well, I wasn't really paying attention. 95.
2: Because, I mean, my memories of this, right, when it came out, uh, you know, I loved it when it came out. I thought it was the greatest film. You know, I'd just gone to see Forrest Gump, right, the year before or that year whenever Gump came out, and that was the Tom Hanks paired with Sinise, and it was like they were the dream team. And then Apollo 13 for me was like, yeah, Get back together. It's the dinner day. And Forrest Gump in space. And
0: oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were in Forrest Gump together, weren't they? Yeah.
2: yeah. And so it was like for me. Also, Kevin a, Bacon, uh, Footloose. loose. And it's, that's it, is bringing it together. So at the time, it was The Dream Team, and it was my yeah, one of the first like, adult serious movies that I would have seen at the cinema. And, you know. I rated it highly, and then when you recommended it for the podcast, I was like, "Yeah, 13. Upon re-watching, I struggled
0: with it. I really what? did. i found I found it like boring as all hell. Are <laughs> you doing this for dramatic effect, or have you lost your mind? No.
2: no i I, <laughs> I, I, I did not enjoy myself watching it this time. I did not enjoy. Looking at Kevin Bacon's stupid face, I don't know what's happened. Um,
0: is it like a slower pace than you used to for modern films? Because it does sort of gently, yeah, possibly kind of roll along. A but it
2: was there. I guess maybe not in knowing the story and knowing what happens. Its rewatchability is low. But I just, yeah, it didn't. I kept like finding myself going, "That's Woody talking." <laughs> You know, like all the all the stuff that's happened in between when I originally saw it and now has, you know, it broke the glass for me rewatching it. I uh, I did not find myself being
0: entertained. I I remember I think I watched it on television on well, in New Zealand, Sky TV. So there's no ads.
2: The first that time when
0: I yeah, first time I saw it and I thought oh. it was like Really exciting and riveting, and had me on the edge of the seat. But yeah, now it's kind of a gentler pace, sort of a film, isn't mm. it? And it's it's from what I've been reading, it's actually really accurate to what happened. With a, few, they only changed mm. a few minor things, so it's realistic. So it's not, you know, they're getting sucked out into space, and then the the mm-hmm. the, the mask is mm-hmm. cracking, and the oxygen's leaking in, and, and no, they kept it pretty real. Mm. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's I more mean, of look, it's, it's it.
2: a wonderful, you know, story and uh, you know, a celebration of humans triumphing over adversity or whatever. And you know, and flying out into space—that's the real deal. And making it back, you know. So there was obviously there's a story there to be told, and the the pace of the movie, I guess, fits the reality of what was happening. You know, it doesn't need any drama. Um and you know, I mean, I guess some of it you can't you think, oh, you can't write this shit, you know, like in real life, the guy that was meant to go with them had the measles, and so he couldn't go, but then oh, he didn't have the measles later on,
0: kind of thing, you know. Um It's kind of like gravity. Gravity's pretty much the exact same story, isn't it?
2: Gravity's the one where Sandra bullet flies around in space in her underwear for a while. Is that the one?
1: Yeah. It's a tremendous film. I really
0: like that movie. But that's a
1: lot more like hyped up than this one. But it's kind of the same story. Yeah. I guess just with one
2: chick instead of three dudes. One of those. Clooney pops up a bit. Well, I mean, Clooney pops up anywhere. He's a handsome man. He's allowed to do what he likes. But who we, we have failed to mention or at least talk about straight away is the star of this film and every film that he's ever been in, who eclipses every other, every other actor. No, it's, it's the mighty Bill Paxton. May he rest in his colonial Marines outfit.
1: Game, Game over, man. over, man. Game over. Game over. <laughs> oh, we got too bad. <laughs>
0: He's, yeah. he's a classic, uh, Bill Paxton. Yeah, do you really remember is. Frailty?
2: I do. That was when he was killing uh, demons
0: with the axe. That was an awesome film. I haven't seen it so it long, but I remember just going, wow. That film's Very incredible. underrated
2: masterpiece that I haven't seen since it came out. So much he, like this film, it that. may not have lasted the test of time.
0: May not have, but Bill Paxton directed that one. Great! I just remember thinking this film. Bill Paxton
2: was the only actor that made Titanic watchable.
1: Bill Paxton for Emperor. Yeah, Bill Paxton.
0: Um, You know what it made me think of is I watched Val Kilmer's documentary recently. Great documentary. Yeah. And um, he's talking about he was in a play and he got the lead role and he got kicked out because they got Kevin Bacon instead, and Kevin Bacon was this Mm -hmm. big deal. And I was thinking, wow, Val Kilmer is such a better actor than Kevin Bacon. And um, I saw Kevin Bacon in another film, JFK, recently. I watched JFK mm. again recently. With Kevin Bacon's not a great actor in that one. And- well,
2: uh, by, by that rationale, let's take if we took uh, Kevin, every Kevin Bacon role and replaced him with Val Kilmer, I think it would work better. You know, yep. you think about any any film thought, that has Kevin Bacon Footloose, Let's shove uh, Val Kilmer, young Val Kilmer, into Footloose. Boom! It's working. Think of him in Top Secret.
0: Yeah. Well, I thought the weak link in this film, the acting, is Kevin Bacon. Mm. Mm. But he has. He's an just enormous, not quite on um, the par of Bill Paxton and the mighty Tom Hanks, is he? Or Ed Harris? Not, Good lord.
2: Ed Harris is brilliant. And look, he's I mean, Sin- Sinise, for all his snake face, I think he's a wonderful actor too. I do enjoy Gary Sinise. Uh, what I
0: was love him. Saying? He just grumbles and just kind of goes. Rawr, rawr, rawr.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And he's Lieutenant. He's amazing Nane, at it. So. Mm. Mm. But Kevin Bacon, you're right. I don't know if he's an acting powerhouse. I mean, damn, he's better than I'll ever act. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he was the weakest link. For sure. But I believe he'd have the biggest dick. You remember Wild Things?
0: Yeah. Gosh. (laughs) Now that you mention it, does he show his Willie in that? He does. So
2: the backstory to that, there's a shot and it's over like, who's the other guy in that film? Is it Matt Dillon? Yeah. And anyway, there's a shot where it's like an over-the-shoulder shot and they only shot the scene once or something. And Kevin Bacon was the producer of that film. Anyway, they've done this one shot and they rang Kevin Bacon up and said, Hey, um, we only got one take of this scene and your dick wasn't meant to be in it, but it's in it. What do we do? Should we do we need to reshoot it? And Kevin Bacon said, Does it look good? And they said, Yep. So they left it in. <laughs> So go watch Wild Things. You'll see Kevin Bacon's. <laughs> I was
0: just going to suggest, let's watch Wild Things, and you're going to have to rate Kevin Bacon's hog. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> As a producer, he made the right decision, I think. Like, I think so. How much yeah, would it when, cost to have reshot that scene? That's right. And when you've got it, you've got it. And if you hadn't have seen it, you'd just be curious, wouldn't you?
2: I guess. And you've got to put mm. something in the film for the ladies. Yeah this film, wow. yeah, Apollo 13. do you think it's, it's do you think the ladies would like Apollo 13, or is it a, is it a bit of a blokes film?
1: Ah, oh, no, I kind of think it's
0: I don't know how it would do on its diversity score in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's I don't think colored folk existed? Back in 1960s. Not
2: in the 60s.
0: No, no. and a woman, uh, they were pregnant and just shut up and smiled for the camera.
2: Yeah, just pining for their husbands in <laughs> space.
0: Yeah. yeah. I was wondering, is it, you know, that she had the speakerphone with NASA written on it sitting in her room? Like, is that a real mm-hmm. thing? Like, do you really have?
2: I'm sure it is. I
0: Remember, Ron Howard wanted it to woman. be
2: he wanted it to be as realistic as possible. So there are NASA speaker about.
0: I did find a couple of things that they changed up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, you know, the scene where they got to figure out how to plug the round thing into the square thing and they throw the things on the table and go figure it out. Mm-hmm. They already thought what would, ha- what would we do if this happened? And they already had a procedure and they already had that worked out. Mm. And so they basically just grabbed the procedure and said, do this. It wasn't a big deal like they made out in the movie. Um, The other thing is at the end, Gary Sinise, he's going through all the procedures to try and turn the thing on so they have enough power and Mm. it's a big drama. They'd already figured that out like months in advance and they just. um, But he was checking things off just to make sure it was right before they did it.
2: Yeah, I mean um, they're smart people, these astronauts. You'd think they'd try and cover as many eventual, you know, as many outcomes as possible before. Yeah. Because you're in fucking space. And when you think about it, when they jumped on the first
1: rocket, they are like, all right, we're down here. And we're gonna shove you
2: guys in this giant rocket ship. And we're gonna hope there's a moon out there to land on. You know, there was a lot of um, uh, blind faith, don't you think, to go out and land on the moon?
0: What's incredible to me is, like, all the technology and the millions of dollars going into it, and they've got the ship's, like, the most basic thing in the world, and it's got, like, the dials, the, like, little mechanical dials, Kind mm -hmm. of going around and you just think, wow, how did they do it? Like this is so Mm. like there's computers, but there's not they're not computer computers. Like you'd be better off running it off a a, an iPhone. (laughs) A lot of those systems. Well
2: now, yeah, that's it. Well, you know, I guess you think though the you know this the size of the first computers were like buildings essentially, right? Massive rooms for that processing power. And now it's inconceivable to the guys back then the technology we have in our phones. So I think the the just the the amount of intellect and balls and money that went into let's go up to that shiny white thing in the sky. It's pretty epic. <laughs>
0: you, know? you know, you know when and they're like th- calculating their trajectory to like re-enter the mm. Earth's atmosphere. We've only got this much of a corridor. And the computer's mm. out and they're like, ah, oh, let's so eyeball it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was phenomenal. I haven't yeah. found anything to say that wasn't right. Yeah. That wasn't actually
1: what happened. So incredible.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a really well made movie. I like I like the little setups they had, like everything was breaking. You know, like uh, that Tom Hanks is driving along and then his car breaks down at the red light. And he's like, mm. oh, shit, never done that before. Mm. And then, then Ed Harris is like, okay, they're going to crash if we don't figure this stuff out. And then his overhead projector breaks.
2: <laughs> a bit of foreshadowing.
0: Yeah, foreshadowing. And there's things like um, they pull out the frozen sausage and then they're getting colder a bit later and stuff. You know, and it's all just. I know it's all well written and set up and it takes its time and it tells a story really well. Um, I love the wide shots, wide shots are getting so rare now. It's like wide shots, medium wides and close-ups when you really want to focus on something and really have to bring attention to something. Mm-hmm. Otherwise just beautiful wides, medium wides to like, just let the film breathe and you can s- see the geography and get the reactions of multiple people all at once. Mm. Uh, the simpler the camera work, the better it is. I always find. I just find it classy.
2: So Ron Howard's time on Happy Days is Richard Cunningham really paid off, right? Because isn't that where he cut his teeth behind the camera?
0: He's one of those guys, uh, possibly. I don't really like one of his first films of Splash. I love Splash. No, not Splash. Yeah, he did. Splash was, was his first film, I think. But he also did Cocoon. I remember watching Cocoon over and over again as a kid.
2: Did he do Cocoon? I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: And Backdraft. Mm. He made so many uh, great films.
1: Willow. Ransom.
0: Mel Gibson. Good film. I haven't seen that in a long time. It's a good film. Come back, Of course, he made um, Solo, The Star Wars Story. Um,
1: have not seen that since it was in the cinema.
2: All right. I mean, look, it was an entertaining ride, but um, I I wouldn't put the movie poster up on my wall or anything.
0: He uh, he he took the check and he banked it. God bless his soul
2: there was another case of stop telling, stop filling in backstory with Star Wars when we don't want it. You know what I mean? Like wow. Well, it, it was cheesy t-
0: simple answers, I thought. But every
2: little comment, every line in a Star Wars film doesn't need to be, you know, in the original film doesn't need to be made into its own thing. Oh, I did the kiss yeah. and Run in 12 parsecs. Oh, let's put that in the film and ruin it.
0: You know, as a hardcore Star Wars fan, when they were explaining how Han Solo got his dice, I was like, what fucking dice? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Star Wars fans well, around right. the world we've never heard of it.
2: <laughs> and then, but, but then you look at the original and you go, Oh yeah, there's dice. Oh that was neat. Somebody looked that up.
0: Yeah, no one cares.
1: What's ah. your name, love? Ray. Ray Who? So,
0: Skywalker. Maybe we should talk about this film.
1: <laughs> ah, we can yeah, see where we like.
0: He's a great, he's a really good director. He does a good job. I was thinking this film, Imagine Entertainment, is Robert, Ron Howard, and Brian Grazer, who's like a super producer. And I saw an interview with Brian Grazer, and they said, Imagine Entertainment, their whole modus operandi is making inspirational films. So, this is a film that's all about you know, in the face of incredible odds, man overcomes. Generally,
1: it's really mm-hmm. neat.
0: But as a film, it doesn't have character acts, you know, like it's the characters don't grow like in a traditional story. It's just more of a, a documentary. I, that's a good description at the beginning when they call it a docudrama. So it's mm. not really a film story. It's, a fairly accurate recreation of real events. True, but you think
2: you know the whole the arc is those you know that they had a team for the trip, and then that team's taken away from them, and oh, this new guy—it's not going to work—and
0: then they pull together as a team and yeah. have success. You know, yeah, that's one of the elements that's like, made up for it's the like film, like the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Yeah, that was made up for the film. Apparently, there was no animosity. No one ever blamed him for doing anything wrong. He never blamed mm. himself, and there was no argument in space. They were very professional mm. all the way through. But, eh, I don't know. That was the bit that didn't ring true for me when I was watching it, too. That felt a little hammy. It felt a little out of place. Mm. I guess it was showing think- that they were getting the CO2 poisoning.
2: Uh, yeah. I think the the film yes it's a classic but def- of its time. It is of the early mid 90s, you know. I don't think if Apollo 13 was released now it would be such a big hit. I think it would be a Netflix show that some people rave about and others don't.
0: The thing that impresses me about it is kind of like what we talked about with Back to the Future is it's such a simpler film than you're getting today. such a smaller scope than you're getting with the films today. Mm. But that's that's just better. Like it's a, it's a simple story. It's told well. It unfolds yep. naturally. It's not trying to crack a joke every two minutes. That's not funny. It. It's just solid entertainment for me. I thought it was... Well,
2: really oh, yeah. well acted, well shot, good story, right? That's yeah. really all you need for a good movie.
1: Yeah. Right. So Ron Howard just had it given to him on a silver platter. He did he do Willow? He did Willow as well, eh? Yeah. 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 With Val Kilmer. With Val Kilmer.
2: This, A thousand percent. The circle is complete. The circle is complete. <laughs>
0: yeah. What do you think about one of the ideas brought up in the film Is um, travelling to space. We could use that money on Earth, not flying around the galaxy willy-nilly. You're doing 13 missions to the moon and stuff. Like, couldn't you spend the money here? What do you think?
2: Well, that's very topical because we just had two bisquillionaires fly into space, right? Yeah, When At a time when the world needs money. Was it three? Joy...
0: There's it so many Bezos, these days. Ma- uh, Musk's crew and... Um,
2: I didn't think Musk did it. I thought it was just Bezos Branson. And, and Branson. I thought it was just those two.
0: Well, I think... No. Well, Musk has just sent that Phoenix flight.
2: All right. We'll get on them. But, like... I don't care. It's their money. They've earned it. They can do what they like. It's kind of the way I look at it, right? They've mm. earned those millions of dollars. People have given their money for the service or whatever. Amazon or Virgin, whatever, right? So they can spend their money however they please. Though, <laughs> at a time when you know millions are suffering, is it right for the philanthropists to just go? Sweet, I'm out. I'm going to go have my little joyride. For no other reason than a joyride. It is not like they're exploring space. It is not like, um, unless that's the next phase, which I guess it could be, right? But I think there is a definite benefit to space travel. You know, like if we find a rock that has more resources or if we find, I don't want to say extraterrestrial life because this isn't a conspiracy podcast. But um, you know, so there's potential there for human growth and forward movement, and it's got to start somewhere. But at the moment, it just it does feel like a joyride.
1: Well, to me, there's obviously there's no reward in
0: helping people; that's just a waste of time. Um, mm. uh, but I've been looking into it. Um, so some of the reasons for going. I know Musk's reason for space travel is that he's he's worried that we're going to hit get be hit by another asteroid,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: um, yeah, all life on Earth gets wiped out. It's a real possibility, and so we, to continue forever and ever, uh, we need to be a space-faring civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's looking. Um, they do keep returning to moon because on the moon, they have a resource called helium-3, uh, which is rare on Earth, but it's spread out on the moon's ground. And the, the moon's dusty ground is called ragolith, and there's helium-3 in there that they can mine. And with the helium-3, they can, use, they can build helium reactors, nuclear reactors, and they could mm-hmm. self make self sufficient bases on the moon, and when they he- mine the regolith, there's also uh, it's filled out with different metals and minerals that, when you separa- out, separate out those metals and minerals from the the helium three, and then you separate separate those out, y- you can create oxygen and water as a byproduct, mm-hmm. and um There's also things called rare earths in there, and rare earths are on earth, but they're not that common, and it's extremely polluting to mine, the rare Mm -hmm. earths. So basically, the only country that will do it is China, because China don't give a fuck, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so China controls 95% of these rare earths. And the rear S are used to create batteries for electric vehicles and cell phones and Mm. all that kind of stuff. But we could mine it on the moon and pollute the crap out of the moon and who gives a shit, and that would be better for us.
2: Sure. No one's living there. Um, Yeah. When when was the last time – I should Google this shit. When was the last time we
0: landed on the moon? Well, we've never landed on the moon. It's all a, it's 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 it's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, the, was, it's it's just the government and it's Stanley Kubrick when, and the Koch brothers and the Bin yeah, talks about it in the shining. The Bush family uh, and they're going kind to of vaccinate all of us and then we're going to die.
2: I did watch that documentary, um, Kubrick's Moon Landing. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, anyway, yeah. great segue. Apparently, um, with that, fuck, thing, What were we didn't... talking about? Ah, last last minerals. moon landing. I don't want to know about minerals. I want to know about the last moon landing date. Let's listen to Brad googling. Okay, so okay. The, fi- the final moon landing mission of NASA was not far after Apollo 13. Can you guess the number? Apollo... 14? 17. You were wrong. When
0: was and that?
2: And that was in 19... Nineteen seventy-two. So, yeah. you think about the technology we had in nineteen seventy-two. We're landing on the moon, and now we've got more than that technology in our pockets, and we're just looking up monkeys sniffing butts and cute cats.
1: Yeah,
0: costs fuel to get up there, though. Yeah, like that moving that rocket the speed of a bullet to get up through the atmosphere. Speed of a bullet. I don't know about the that. Giant rocket full of fuel to get three people into the air. Yeah, I don't know
2: Incredible. about
0: that.
2: I saw it in a I movie. I don't know about that. Oh, in a movie, it must be
1: true. Space rocket speed. This is welcome to the Brad Googles podcast. Um, 9,000 to 16,000 kilometers
2: an hour. You can cut this whole bit out. <laughs> I get it, nothing. Um, so Apollo 13, you've just gone into um your Walmart and you're in the DVD section. What's this in the bargain bin with? A double feature, um, Apollo 13 and what?
1: I was going to say wild things.
2: Well, you've got a big rocket and a big rocket.
0: <laughs> Two big rockets.
2: Two big rockets. Kevin
0: Bacon Sandwich. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true.
1: What about you? What do you reckon? Uh, look, now I'm
2: going to put it with Forrest Gump because it's Lieutenant Day and Forrest Gump riding high. This was their peak. Those two actors, right? Yeah. Coming off a big film, looking young, smashing it. How many cats
1: meows? Hang on. I'm just
0: looking on IMDb. It gets um, 7.6 out of 10. And the reviews on IMDb are basically great movie, great movie. This is a great movie. What a great film. Blah, 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 blah. I don't think anyone
1: dislikes it. I disliked
0: uh, it. Cats meows, I give it eight <laughs> eight out of ten cats meows. Eight out of ten.
2: Yeah. Oh. Honestly, when I saw it in 95, I would have given it a nine. Fluffy cats meows out of ten plus because it was the 18. Upon rewatching. Bro, I'm giving it like a three or four. I'm giving it, I'm giving it a four. Cats meows and half a purr.
0: Four cats. Well, be- <laughs> you've gone from three to four to four and a half and a purr
2: because of your face. I thought I'd just, I'd notch it up a little bit.
0: What if it had Kevin Bacon's hog in it? Will that get to get you to seven?
2: Well, Kevin Bacon's hogs are a completely different thing. It does have Bill Paxton in it. That's why I gave it four and a per.
0: <laughs> wow, that turned out radically different than I thought. I thought we'd be on the same. <laughs> I thought our, our pussies would be aligned, but apparently they're not.
2: <laughs> they are not. They are not in the pool together with Kevin Bacon.
0: Thanks for listening to pointless and confused we believe there's a little thing where you can send a tip if you tip. want we have yeah, no idea us. how
2: it works we need cash yeah for whores and I bet you might
0: yeah and what good do day. To no oh, right. to tell them the other thing
2: oh what was the other thing Subscription. Um, oh look you could you could subscribe if you want to, if you want to hear the sound of our sweet, sweet voices in your ear. Whenever a new episode drops, you'll be the first to know.
0: Yeah, we're not sure how you do that either, but you'll figure it
2: uh, out. We're new to this. Come on, you guys.